Welcome back to Conversations Podcast. I'm Scott Law. And I'm Terry Law. And we are glad to be back with you. We promise you we are going to close up and wrap up (laughs) how Mm -hmm. to hear the voice of God. There's so many great stories, so many great instances of Mm -hmm. how both Dad and I were able to hear from the Holy Spirit and how it changed a moment in time in our life and uh, was really pivotal to our growth. And, uh, you know, listening to the Spirit is a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're talking about it today, because Mm -hmm. uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to quiet our minds and to hear that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit, mm. which it's truly a still, small voice. What scripture do you want me to jump into? Do you want me to jump into First um, yeah, Corinthians 2, sure. 9 through 12? Okay. We're going to go back to this uh, as, our, as our root scripture here. First Corinthians 2, 9 through 12. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. That's a powerful powerful verse it says very clearly that if you're going to hear god's voice you got to hear the spirit and our spirit listens to his spirit Mm. and his spirit talks to us Mm. and that's what we shared in our last session together in the last podcast and uh uh, there's so many good stories of of how the lord speaks i love it quick uh, greek lesson here uh I've, i've always been fascinated at the tail end of verse 10 there in first corinthians said the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, wondering what the deep things meant. And uh, the Greek word there is bathos. And uh, bathos is kind of the opposite of pathos. Pathos is the sublime, mm-hmm. the beauty that we, that we see in art and in music. Mm-hmm. And bathos is, uh, I think the word would be a profundity, um, absurd, mm-hmm. un- unknown, confusing, Almost uh, the silly. The deep, deep things of God. <laughs> yeah, the things that, that we can't even understand. And that is, that is what the Holy Spirit, when we tune in, when we listen to him, the absurd, the, the unknown, that is what we can learn about and hear about from mm-hmm. him when we quiet ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can hear from the Spirit uh, about the, the bathos uh, one way of saying it is descent from pathos to bathos is a descent from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> like, how could God possibly do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm my back's against the wall. I'm between a rock and a hard place. How can God do that? Well, the Holy Spirit can speak to you mm-hmm. and help get you through that moment. Amen. All right. So uh, we read First Corinthians two. Is there anything? Do you want to? Jump into Try Proverbs uh, three, five through six, three, five through yeah, six, Proverbs three, five through six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. That is so important. He will make your path straight. God, the old King James says, God will direct your paths. Mm. And that's what we want. We want to know the will of God. We want to hear God's voice. We delight ourselves in the Lord, and God's going to show us a way. And that's, that's wonderful. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I mean, there's a, 
there's an action that is required of us, mm. submitting to God. So we are on the verge now of point number four, okay. and hearing God's voice. The first one was meditation. The second one was become a doer of the word instantly. Uh, the third one was praying in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, spending time in your prayer language. Uh, and the fourth one is learn how to pick up what God is saying. In other words, you've got to sensitize your spirit. Uh, I heard one preacher say, you'll get a hunch. Hunch is kind of an old-fashioned Western mm -hmm. term where all of a sudden you, you, you sense something. And mm. It's in the form of a hunch. Uh, there are various other ways to say it. But uh, the important thing is that something happens inside. Uh, I remember when uh, I started Living Sound on the campus of Oral Roberts University, and uh, we wanted to occupy our time while we were going to school. And so we formed a music group. We called it uh, Living Sound. And we went for our first concert to a charismatic Baptist church in Kansas City. And uh, Pastor Powell was the pastor. He was the father of Honeybee Powell or Honeybee Anderson. He invited us to come. We, we drove. We had five songs, I think, that we had recorded. We had just started. <laughs> we were raw, totally raw, wet behind the ears, etc. And uh, we came to the, to the church, and we, that weekend we saw 60 people make decisions for Jesus. And the anointing of God was on our life and on our ministry, and we all realized something's going on here. Sunday morning, I heard a voice speak from the back of the building. I didn't know at that point who in the world was talking. Come to find out it was a prophet well-known across the nation by the name of Bob Jones. Bob was in the service. He was sitting at the back. And he started to declare a word from God in, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It was a prophecy. If you're a Pentecostal, you understand what that means. Mm. But he began to declare that God had called us to the nations. I mean, he didn't say us particularly. He says, but God has called you. When he said that, I interpreted that as being us. Yes. Uh, God has called you to the nations. At times, you're going to be without a home and uh, it's not going to be easy, but uh, he's raised you up to do something special. And this, this word came. Well, I was so shocked, Scott. I was walking to the platform with my Bible to speak when this word comes th thundering out from the back of the building. And, uh, you know, we're talking about a hunch <laughs> and about following the voice of God. I didn't really need a hunch because this word was so strong and powerful and mm. open. Mm. But it was that voice and that moment in time in that church that guided us for the next six months as we traveled across Canada and the U.S. raising money to go to Africa. We went to Africa. We saw 10,000 people give their lives to Christ in our meetings across Africa in 1970. But uh, that, that was a moment for us, an important moment, and uh, the Lord just gave us a prompting. And over the years, I, I've learned that these promptings are so important. Mm. I got a, I've got a personal story mm -hmm. about listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I was in my mid-20s. I was going to uh, 
church. We were uh, part of a young adult group called Yada, and we were helping uh, one of the girls in the group move apartments. And I was, I remember exactly where I was. I was in the parking lot with my buddy Mark and we had just loaded something up into the back of a car. And he looked at me and he said, Hey, uh, last night I was hanging out with some, you know, people from the church and, uh, there was this girl there and I just think that you should talk to her. I think maybe you should date her. And the moment he said there was this girl, I knew inside of me that I had to call her. I knew I had to date her. And it was the most overwhelming sense that I I had never, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh, you know, that's smart, attractive young lady. I'd like to date her. Um, it's more carnal than it is anything else, that desire. This was something entirely different. I knew for the first time in my life that this is different. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I, I, I recognize now that was the voice of the Holy Spirit. Can I guess what her name was? <laughs> yeah, that was Kathy. Mm-hmm. And my buddy Mark was saying, hey, you need to call her. I, I really think you need to call her. And he was right. And, you know, just about 14 months later, 15 months later, we were married. And we're mm-hmm. still married, almost I, 20 I, I, years I remember that day. <laughs> yeah, but just a regular day going about our regular lives. It was a Saturday. We were moving a friend, just you know, a, but several guys helping a young a young lady move, and loading up a bunch of different cars and trucks, and and going from one apartment to the next. And somehow I was able to tune into the fact mm-hmm. from there was a Rama moment. <laughs> you must call her. Now, this wasn't about a life-changing moment where I was going to go and start this international ministry and and uh, go all over the world. This was this was about marriage. Mm-hmm. This was about a life together with a, a young woman. And boom, I heard it. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward a year, okay, and then I'll be done talking. No uh, problem. <laughs> fast for forward it. a year, we're engaged, we're getting married. In uh, the spring of 2001, and we wanted to go on a honeymoon, but we couldn't afford it. And I remember being, I was in Bible school at the time. It was, uh, we had a chapel service, and before chapel, we would have a time of prayer. So I was sitting in the chapel, and I was just praying in the Spirit. I would go in between praying in tongues and then praying and, you know, just praying in English. And I was struggling because I was like, okay, God, I, I know this sounds really vain of me, but I, I want to go on a honeymoon. I want to have a wonderful time with my wife in some exotic place. And, you know, but I can't, I can't afford it. I don't, I don't, I just don't have a lot of money. And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit, you'll have your money in a week. Mm. And I thought, okay, that's kind of crazy. I, I didn't, I didn't hear that coming. Okay. What? What does that even mean? This was on a, I think a Tuesday, Friday. I walked into class and as I walked into class, I noticed that somehow in the midst of getting out of my car and stuff, somebody called from a number I didn't recognize. I saw the number as I was walking into class. 
that I'd missed the call, so I called the number back. It was a lawyer in Florida of my great uncle Frank Diarpa, who I had only met, I think, twice in my life. Mm -hmm. He was uh, Grandpa Diarpa's younger brother. Mm -hmm. He had never been married. He had passed away at the age of about 95, and he had an inheritance that he was passing on to all of his Italian family. Mm-hmm. And he had passed money on to mom and obviously mom had, had already passed away. So that chunk was dispersed to Misty, Rebecca and I. Mm-hmm. And so this was four or five days after I had heard from the Holy spirit that your money's, you're going to have your money in a week. Mm-hmm. And it was enough money for us to pay for the rest of our wedding and to pay for a, a honeymoon in Italy for two weeks. Mm. And it was amazing yeah. hearing the voice of God in, it seems like kind of a mundane thing, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. It, 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 it's a lifelong memory. I'm sharing this almost 20 years later and it, it was transformational, mm-hmm. but it was a simple thing. Mm-hmm. It was quieting myself. It was listening and recognizing that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. We just need to stop and listen. You know, I, you're bringing up a memory in my mind, and I think this is the way we should close our series on how, how to hear the voice of God. But in Acts, the 16th chapter, uh, verse 6, Paul and Silas are obeying God's voice, uh, they're doing the work of ministry. They're going from one place to the next. And uh, you come upon verse 6, and it says, Paul and Silas essayed, the old King James, essayed to go into Bithynia, and the Spirit of the Lord forbade them. Forbade means to say no. Spirit of God said no. Then they tried to go into Asia Minor. And again, the Spirit of God said no. The next night, Paul has a vision. Mm. And in the vision, a man of Macedonia is saying, come over here and help us. And Paul and his group, traveling group, realized instantly this was the Holy Spirit. But I want you to see something here, Scott, that is absolutely amazing, that the hunches that happen to us mm. when you remember when I talked about <clears throat> when the Lord spoke to me in Edmonton and all of a sudden Dennis Bjorgen came, came right to, to my mind. It was a hunch. I didn't know where he was. I didn't know what he'd been doing. And the next day I get a letter from him. Well, here now in, in, in Acts 16, Paul is out doing the work of the Lord, wanting to go to the next stop. And the spirit says, no, he wants to go to this stop. Spirit says no. Then the man of Macedonia says, come and help us. Now, let me just point out some background there. Macedonia is in Greece. Greece is in Europe. Paul was going to areas that were in Asia. And the Holy Spirit said, no, not yet. Two years later, Paul went to Asia, to Ephesus, Asia Minor, other provinces in that area, and had the greatest revival of his ministry. But two years before then, 
He tries to go, and the Spirit says no. That's a hunch. That's the Lord saying no. Now, how the Holy Ghost said that to him, I don't know. The Bible Mm. doesn't specify how the no came, or was it a thundering voice from heaven, or we don't know that. Probably just a hunch. Mm. But in that process, the Holy Spirit was directing the flow of evangelism for the next 1,900 years. The gospel was funneled into Europe through Paul and Silas at the specific time that it was because the Lord knew and the Holy Spirit knew that it was Europe that would be the one area of the world that would evangelize the rest of the world. It's Europe that sent missionaries to China, sent missionaries to America, missionaries here, there, around the world. The most important place in the world for missions was Europe. And the Holy Ghost right there says, Paul, no. Asia, not yet. Two years, Asia will be fine. But right now, this is Europe. And later on, uh, Paul ends up going to Spain and goes to other areas in Europe. But the importance is, folks, that God is whispering. And God is, there's hunches coming to you, promptings from inside. And you've got to be listening. you just got to be quiet. And the more you're quiet, the more you're going to hear. Because uh, those, those promptings are gentle. And we use the term, the still small voice. But here's our prayer. We've been talking about how to hear the voice of God because it's so important to us. My whole life has been directed in following God's voice. Everything I do in Islam, I, I've been to the White House. I've met the Pope. I, I, I've done a lot of things over the years. But friends, you know what? The most important thing I've done is hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we counsel you today, take time, listen to God, And again, meditate in the Word, become a doer of the Word, pray in the Holy Spirit, and then obey the hunches that the Holy Spirit brings to you. Mm. I think we're there. Mm. That's really good. In one of our podcasts a couple weeks ago, I think I had mentioned that you can't Google the voice of God. Mm. You can Google and answer just about anything else. The only way, like you said... Hearing the voice of God is really up to us, is what you're saying. Uh-huh. It's, it's a discipline of engaging with the Word of God, meditating on what Scripture says, quieting ourselves, praying in the Spirit, and then we're going to get a hunch. Let me take that verse out of Matthew 4, 4 again. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that is constantly proceeding out of the mouth of God. There's a rhema from God coming to you today in your life. Stop. Listen to it. Pray in the Spirit. Read the Word. Get into a listening attitude. And that Word is constantly proceeding. It's going on all the time. God's talking to you right now. Believe it in Jesus' name. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed our talk about Hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, we've talked about eagles, we've talked about a mother eagle, we've talked about meditating on scripture and hunches, all sorts of things. But I think the most important thing is what we're 
encouraging all of you to do is that hearing the voice of God doesn't happen by accident. It happens by a personal discipline of submitting ourselves, like Proverbs talked about, submitting ourselves to God, disciplining ourselves to incline our ear is another passage. Mm-hmm. Inclining our ear, inclining our spiritual ears to hear God, submitting ourselves to Him, and listening, quieting ourselves. That still small voice is always speaking. Just like Dad said, there is a word of God for you. There's a rhema coming from God to you right now about a situation that you are facing. Maybe it's a challenge in your marriage, in your job. Maybe it's whether you should move. Maybe you're struggling with finances. There is a rhema word from God coming to you right now. Still yourself. Open your spiritual ears. Listen to what the Spirit is saying to you. And when you do that, you will hear from Him. And it can change your life. Amen. We thank you guys for listening today. We hope you've enjoyed it. Grace and peace on you all. And we look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.